Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. You're listening to the Law of Attraction Radio Network. Are you ready to change your life in the next 30 minutes? It's time for Power in a Half Hour with Coach Mark. Get your notebooks ready. He's about to go in. Five, four, three, two, one. Coach Mark. Let's go. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for tuning in. This is Coach Mark. And in the next 30 minutes, we're going to learn the tips, tricks, and techniques of the rich and the super duper successful. We're learning these so we can apply their tools and techniques to our lives so we can become rich and super successful. All right. So the quote that I'm going to start today's show with is opportunity dances with those already on the dance floor. Opportunity dances with those already on the dance floor. If you're not on the dance floor, you're not going to get a chance to dance. (laughs) That's what that means. All right. Well, the title of today's show is what are you waiting for? And that's a question I have for all of you. What are you waiting for in creating the life that you want? All right. Just want to remind you that if we're not connected on Facebook. My name on Facebook is Mark Starr, M-A-R-K-S-T-A-R-R. And I have a few Facebook accounts, so make sure you pick the one where I'm holding up the book, all right? And if you're not in our Power and a Half Hour Facebook group, send a request and I will go ahead and gladly add you to that group. And if you ever want to go back and re-listen to any of my old shows, you can go to www.powerhh.com. That's www.powerhh.com. If you're on Instagram and you want to connect with me on Instagram or Twitter, my name is at Coach Mark Speaks. All right, are you guys ready for today's show? Let's get started. Profile number one, Jen Smith, a.k.a. the millionaire mommy next door. Now, Jen grew up in a household where money was a constant source of tension. Now, although her parents were intelligent and hardworking, they lived paycheck to paycheck. A lot of intelligent people are living paycheck to paycheck. Hmm. Anyway, when she was 13, they divorced and her mom struggled to raise three kids relying on free lunches and food stamps. Now, as her mom neared retirement age, she was filled with anxiety because she hadn't saved for retirement. Her father was still a workaholic, even in his 70s, still living paycheck to paycheck. Now, as a young adult, Jen dropped out of college, drifting from one minimum wage job to another, paying more attention to the men she was dating than to her financial future. She ended up broke and alone, broken, disgusted and alone after her and her fiance broke up. This is when Jen realized that she couldn't count on Prince Charming to sweep her off her feet and take care of her. She couldn't go to live with her parents as both of them were struggling to make ends meet, so she decided to abandon her broken-down car and reduce her rent by sharing a one-bedroom apartment with three other women. That must be crazy. Can you imagine living in a one-bedroom apartment with three roommates? Three other women? (laughs) Wow. Taking advantage of free food specials at the local bar during happy hour, Jen learned to be resourceful and would 
do whatever it took to survive. Jen had a life-changing moment one night while she was working the graveyard shift at her diner. All right? She was pouring coffee for a homeless woman and realized that she herself was one paycheck away from also being homeless. Now, isn't that crazy? I'm sure she was probably there thinking to herself like, wow, this lady is homeless. She doesn't have anywhere to live. She probably doesn't have any money. And then she came to the realization that she was almost the same thing as well. Let her miss one paycheck. Let her not go to work one week and she would still be homeless as well. All right. That was the wake up call for her. She became motivated by the fear of an uncertain future. Sometimes we need events like this to happen to really motivate us to get ourselves together. She then opened the yellow pages and called professional dog trainers and negotiated an unpaid apprenticeship. Now, this is the best way if you ever want to learn something. I don't know. So many people are afraid to do a little free work. But guess what? Don't look at it as being free. Look at it as an opportunity for you to actually learn how to do something from someone that's successful in that particular field. If I want to learn how to do something, I will gladly go and work for somebody for free because you're going to learn everything that you need to learn. Right? We 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 are quick to go pay money to go to college and whatnot, but we don't want to go and work for somebody for free that's already a master in a particular field? Wow, that's kind of crazy to me, all right? But Jen was a little bit smarter. She realized how important this was. So in less than a year, her mentor offered her a job, and a few years later, she started her own successful dog training school. Soon after, Jen got married to a construction worker who was making $8 an hour. Now, because money ranks is the first most agreed topic For argued topic, excuse me, for many couples and 80% of divorces are the result of money disagreements, Jen and her husband decided to adopt children rather than having their own as having a child is considered the single best indicator of financial collapse. When I saw this, it just shocked me. But you know what? It makes absolute sense because kids are very, very, very expensive. A lot of people have children before they are financially stable. And I guess Jen decided that that's not what she wanted to do. So when she was 30, she decided to achieve financial freedom before adopting any children. Jen then made it her mission to learn about personal finance, investing, entrepreneurship, and lifestyle design. With this newfound knowledge, Jen created a plan that would allow her and her husband to be free of any money worries. Her plan worked. By age 40, Jen and her husband were debt-free and had over $1 million in the bank. Today, they are stay-at-home parents, and they are financially free, working only, and I repeat, only when they want to. Jen and her husband, like most other millionaires, don't live extravagant lifestyles. That's the big misconception. Everybody thinks that because you're a millionaire, you're going to have all these yachts and boats. No, no. No, that's not necessarily always the case. Studies have shown that the top reason why some people manage to accumulate wealth is that they live well below their means. Now, because they don't live in super expensive areas, they don't feel the need to keep up with with most of their neighbors. Jen and her husband rent instead of own their own home. They share a car and don't subscribe to cable. 
Instead of spending on expensive homes, clothes, and electronics, they spend generously on recreational pursuits, organic foods, and long trips to faraway places. Jen now shares her story and the lessons she learned with other women looking to become financially free as well. So guess what? They spend the money on what it is that they want to spend the money on, right? They don't have cable. Cable costs what? Like $200 a month, right? And most people probably don't even watch it. You need to cut that out. That's over $2,000 a year. That's $2,500 a year. Myself included. (laughs) And coming in 2016, I'm cutting off my kid because I don't even watch TV. I very rarely watch TV, you know? And Jen and her husband are making smart moves, right? That's $2,500 that they can save, and they probably don't even watch TV, right? Most people probably only watch Netflix nowadays anyway, right? They don't own their own home. They share a car. They make smart financial decisions. So you don't have to make a whole bunch of money to become super successful or to accumulate wealth. It's just about making really good financial decisions, all right? Second profile for tonight, Amancio Ortega. Now, Amancio was born in a tiny village in northern Spain in 1936. His family barely survived as his father was a railway worker and his mother worked as a housemaid. His family was so poor that they couldn't even afford the most basic of items. At age 13, Amancio left school and started working in a clothing shop and learned to make clothes by hand. When he reached his 20s, he began making women's bathrobes with his siblings and his partner, whom he would later go on to marry. In 1972, he founded Confecciones GOA, selling quilted bathrobes, which Amancio produced using thousands of local women organized into sewing cooperatives. In 1975, he opened his first Zara store. During the 80s, he opened many big Zara stores throughout Galicia, Spain. Today, Zara is a part of the Inditex group in which Amancio owns 59.29% of. The Inditex group has over 6,000 stores and more than 92,000 employees and is the world's largest fashion retailer. For a brief moment earlier this year in October, Amancio was the richest man on the planet as stocks in his company surge. Currently, Amancio is the second richest man on the planet, surpassing Warren Buffett with a net worth of $78.6 billion. This man that had to drop out of high school, drop out of school at 13, parents were poor, now is the second richest man in the world. Now, here are the key takeaways that I took from this story. Number one, wealth is not determined by your family or upbringing. More than 70% of billionaires on the Forbes list created their own wealth. They didn't have their money handed to them, like most people would lead us to believe. They are self-made entrepreneurs and innovators and were not born with a silver spoon in their mouths. See, we like to use that excuse, right? Because it makes us feel good that, oh, they're wealthy because somebody gave it to them. Well, over 70% of billionaires acquired their own wealth themselves. Lesson number two, takeaway number two, your formal education, which is classroom-based education provided by trained teachers, does not, let me repeat that, does not determine your success. Self-education will have more of an effect on your future success than formal education. 
Jim Rohn said, formal education will make you a living. Self-education will make you a fortune. And every single one of you that are listening to this show right now is doing self-education. Of the self-made billionaires in the United States, more than a quarter of them are college dropouts, and two of them didn't even go to college. Now, I'm not advocating for anybody to drop out of school, but I want to use this as an example that if you did drop out or you didn't go to college, you can still become successful. Now, I want to share with you a few people that dropped out of college that ended up becoming wildly successful. Number one, Sheldon Adelson. He dropped out of City College of New York. It's now worth $25.8 billion as the CEO of the Sands Corporation. That's the company that owns the Venetian, as well as a bunch of other hotels in Las Vegas and Macau and all over the world. Number two, Paul Allen of Microsoft dropped out of Washington State. Paul is the co-founder of Microsoft as well as owns the Seattle Seahawks and the Portland Trailblazers with a net worth of $18.1 billion, all college dropouts. Number three, Andy Beal dropped out of Baylor and is currently a businessman and a banker. Andy is now worth $12.7 billion. Number four, Michael Dell, founder of Dell Computers, dropped out of the University of Texas, is now worth $19.7 billion. Number five, Larry Ellison, founder of Oracle, dropped out of the University of Chicago, is now worth $50 billion. All college dropouts. Don't let anybody convince you that if you did not go to college, you can't become successful. I'm showing you right now. The most successful people on the planet, most of them dropped out of school. Bill Gates of Microsoft, richest man in the world, dropped out of Harvard, is now worth $79.3 billion. Jan Kuhn, founder of WhatsApp, dropped out of San Jose State. It's now worth $8.8 billion. Thomas Pettify dropped out of college when he came to the U.S. from Hungary. He couldn't even speak English when he came to the United States. It's now worth $11.5 billion. Jack Taylor, founder of Enterprise Car Rental, dropped out of Washington University. is now worth $12.9 billion. Mark Zuckerberg, founder of Facebook, dropped out of Harvard, is now worth $44.6 billion. Jack Dorsey, founder of Twitter, dropped out of NYU before founding Twitter, is now worth $1.5 billion. Evan Williams, another Twitter co-founder, dropped out of the University of Nebraska-Lincoln, is now worth $1.85 billion. Sean Parker never even went to college but went on to found Napster as well as serve as the first president of Facebook. Sean is worth $2.5 billion. Lesson number three from Amancio is that you don't have to be a young internet startup founder to become extremely wealthy. Amancio didn't open up his first store until he was 37 and didn't open his first Zara store until he was almost 40 years old. Now at the age of 79, he has over 6,000 stores. And is the second richest man on the planet. He didn't start until he was 37 years old. He didn't open his first store until he was 37 years old. So now I ask you, what are you waiting on? You don't need the right family to be successful. You don't need any more formal education to be successful. Maybe a lot more self-education, but no more formal education. The only thing that you need to become successful is that you're going to become determined, 
that you will become successful and truly make up your mind to stop procrastinating and to get started, not now, but right now in pursuing your goals and desires. Procrastination didn't just start within the last few years with the rise of the internet. People have struggled with procrastination going back thousands of years. In 44 BC, Cicero called procrastination hateful. Napoleon Hill said procrastination is the bad habit of putting off until the day after tomorrow what should have been done the day before yesterday. Let's now look at some of the different types of procrastinators. Number one, first type of procrastinator, the perfectionist. Now, the perfectionists find it difficult to begin a task because the thought of getting every detail perfect is overwhelming. Once they do start a task, they find it hard to finish because they want every detail to be in place. How many of us are perfectionists? Now, if you're a perfectionist, work towards excellence rather than perfection. Deliberately make one mistake every single day. The second type of procrastinator is the the dreamer. Now, for the dreamer, abstract thoughts are more pleasant to think about than the real-life actions that need to be taken. The dreamer finds it difficult to plan details and or to follow through with a task. Now, if you're a dreamer, try to differentiate between the dreams that are vague and goals that are specific and measurable. Make your dreams into goals. Define the what, when, where, who, why, and how you will compete them, complete them. Use an alarm clock or a timer as a way to remind you when to get to work. The third type of procrastinator is the crisis maker. The crisis maker works best under pressure. They enjoy the rush of working under a deadline on a task that might otherwise seem boring. Now, if you're a crisis maker, identify motivators for a task and use them rather than using stress as a motivator. Create deadlines for yourself as a way to use your natural adrenaline to rush to complete tasks earlier. Number four, the fourth type of procrastinator, the defier. Now, for the defier, many tasks seem like an unfair or unnecessary use of their time and energy. They prefer to maintain control over situations and retain a sense of individuality. Now, if you're a defier, strive to act rather than react. Reflect on the ways that you could potentially respond to a task before acting. Be aware when you're choosing defiance. Ask yourself whether long-term regrets are worth short-term pleasure. Choose one task every week that you will compete, complete in your own way in order to satisfy your need for individuality. The fifth type of procrastinator, the overdoer. Now, the overdoer takes on too much and then procrastinates on one task for the sake of completing other tasks. The overdoer finds it difficult to prioritize and say no to other demands. Now, if you're the overdoer, recognize and respect your personal limitations. Focus your thoughts on how to gain personal control rather than how tasks control you. Learn to say no to tasks when appropriate. Try saying a pleasant no each day. And the sixth type of procrastinator is the warrior. Now, for the warrior, most tasks seem risky or unnecessary. 
They prefer to stay in the comfort zone and avoid change. Now, if you're a warrior, remind yourself that choosing not to make a decision about a task or action is itself a decision. Don't allow what if thinking to take you out of action. Every day, do at least, do at least one part of one thing you've been putting off because you're uncomfortable doing it. Now, how many of those do you fall under? Right. I know personally, I have been every single one of those types of procrastinators. Now, everyone and I mean everyone has or still procrastinates at some time in their life. Now, once we identify it, we have to make up our mind to do something about it. If not, it can and will destroy our lives. So let's now look at some of the ways that procrastination can destroy our life. Number one. Procrastination causes us to lose precious time. The worst thing about procrastinating is the moment you realize that you are two, five, or ten years older and nothing has changed. You're still in the same place, still in the same situation. Then we are stuck asking ourselves, where did all the time go? Remember, we can't turn back the hands of time. Once time is gone, it's gone. We can always get more money, but we can never, and I mean never, buy any more time. Number two, procrastination causes us to blow opportunities. Ask yourself, how many opportunities have you wasted because you didn't take advantage of them when they were there? Most opportunities only come around once. You are never guaranteed a second chance. Opportunities are the world's way of giving you more, but you have to reach out and grab them. Number three, procrastination prevents us from meeting goals. Now, we set goals because we have a deep desire to better our lives in some way. When you don't set goals or work to accomplish them, you destroy the possibility to better your life. Number four, procrastination could ruin your career. Now, procrastination can prevent you from meeting deadlines or achieving your monthly targets. It might cause you to miss promotions or put you at risk at losing your job. Number five, procrastination will lower your self-esteem. Now, procrastination causes you to doubt yourself and question what is wrong with you. When we have low self-esteem, we hold ourselves back and then we feel less than we should and this leads to self-sabotage. Number six, procrastination causes us to make poor decisions. Now, when you procrastinate, you make decisions under pressure because time is running out. We also make emotional decisions that are based on how we feel at the time. Number seven, procrastination damages our reputation. When we keep saying that we will do something and we don't, it causes our reputation to become damaged. Number eight, procrastination puts our health at risk. Procrastination is linked to stress and anxiety, and these in turn are linked to health issues. Sometimes procrastination ultimately leads to depression, which in turn affects other areas of our life. Now that we understand how procrastination can hurt us, let's look at some of the tips to help us stop procrastinating. Number one. Remind yourself, remind yourself that there's always more to be done than can be done. 
Then ask yourself if you're getting the right things done. It's not about just doing a whole bunch of things. It's about doing the right things that's going to bring you closer to where you want to go. Number two, make a smart to-do list by including only the items that you're avoiding, not the ones you'll do anyway. It's easy for us to create these to-do lists and put all the stuff that's, that's really easy to do or the things that we like doing, but we need to go ahead and do the harder ones first. That's how we make progress. Number three, break the task down so you don't feel overwhelmed. Once you start to enjoy a small accomplishment or two, you are more likely to finish. It'll give you that motivation to keep going. Number four, eliminate the temptation to do something else. Number five, make a deal with yourself that if you finish the task now, you can enjoy some other enjoyable tasks later. Number six, focus on the success you will achieve and the joy you will feel. Number seven, come up with a consequence that will deter you from avoiding the task. Number eight, ask someone with more experience in that particular field to help you. And number nine, make your intentions public. This will add pressure But for some of us, avoiding embarrassment is the best motivator. And another thing about making your intentions public, like I said, my goals that I want to achieve for the rest of this year, I put them out there on this call and I had tons of people reach out to me with suggestions and ways to help me to be able to achieve my goals. So when you make them public, people will reach out to you and help you and maybe show you some things that you never knew. Right. Show you some techniques or some ways that you could go about accomplishing whatever your goal is that you probably didn't even think of. All right. All right. Well, that's all that we have for this show. I want to remind you, if you ever want to go back and re-listen to any of the old shows, you can go to www.powerhh.com. That's www.powerhh.com. If you ever want to listen to my live shows and you're here in the United States or don't mind calling the United States, you can call in at 404-793-7050 anytime, no, not anytime, on Monday nights at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So that's Monday night, Eastern, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and the call-in number is 404-793-7050. If you guys want to stay in contact with me, I love to hear your stories. I get so many stories from people all over the world telling me how they're using these principles to change their lives. You can email me at any time at Coach Mark Speaks. That's CoachMarkSpeaks at gmail.com or connect with me on Facebook. My name on Facebook is Mark Starr, M-A-R-K-S-T-A-R-R, all right? Um, Also want to remind you that I know that you have three people that should have listened to this show. Share this show with them. Tell them about the station that you're listening to it on and let them know that they probably should listen. It'll help to improve their lives, all right? it's close to the end of the year. Don't forget, we, we, we definitely have to accomplish two goals before the end of this year. I want everyone to come up with two goals they'd like to accomplish and one fear that they would like to overcome. All right. So two goals and one fear before the end of this year. And the quote that we're going to end today's show with is procrastination is the fear of success. 
People procrastinate because they are afraid of the success that they know will result if they move ahead now. Because success is heavy, carries responsibility with it, it is much easier to procrastinate and live on the someday I will philosophy. And that's Dennis Waitley. Don't forget, if you have not downloaded my book yet, you can download it at www.repeataftermebook.com. Thank you, and until next show. Thanks for listening to Power in a Half Hour with Coach Mark. To listen or re-listen, go to powerinahalfhour.com. Follow Coach Mark on Instagram and Twitter at Coach Mark Speaks. Find Coach Mark on Facebook by searching for Mark Starr. Like our Facebook fan page, Power in a Half Hour. And join our Power in a Half Hour Facebook group. See you next week. It's here. It's hot. And it's a must read. It's the science behind the Law of Attraction magazine. Every issue brings you great articles and in-depth how-tos from all your favorite Law of Attraction experts, authors, scientists, and medical professionals. Go to lawofattractionmagazine.net. That's lawofattractionmagazine.net. Dot N-E-T. You're listening to the Law of Attraction Radio Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.